welcome world, welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Ball and a Hobby podcast. I'm your co-host, Ed, Chris, Jay, Paul. How we feeling tonight, fellas? Good, man. Yeah. Yo, yo. Not nearly as good as Brian Flores' lawyers. You're old. Oh, you came out hot. This came out hot. Spicy. (laughs) Super. We're not even even going there yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot going on in the sports world, clearly. It's a whole lot going on, but we're just going to pull it back real quick, fellas, to I think the underlying biggest topic, I'm not going to say biggest, but the underlying sports topic is the Super Bowl. The Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford is going to the Super Bowl. What's he doing, Evan? Going to the Super Bowl. I call One more that time. Going to the Super Bowl. And who I called call that? that shit? Your boy. Your boy called it early on, but I'm not going to brag. You know, humble brag, but it's all good. We win some, we lose some. I lost a lot this year, but I got that one right. Stafford's in it. He didn't get the MVP like I also called, but mm-hmm. he might get the Super Bowl MVP. We'll see. Maybe. We'll yeah. talk about it. But what happened to Mahomes and the Chiefs is the first thing, because I think it was kind of understood Chiefs were going. Nobody really called the Bengals. I, I like- mean, we said last week. Yeah. Now you go. Yes. I think we said last week that, you know, the Bengals had the, certainly had the offense. <clears throat> they definitely had the attitude. I didn't think they necessarily had the experience because Mahomes being with the fourth year in a row, I think the Chiefs were in the AFC Championship game. And then last year, they got smacked by the Bucks. I just thought they would come out with a different mindset, especially after what happened, uh, you know, last year and the week before with Buffalo with 13 seconds. Right. Like, you get those opportunities in your mind. To me, it's like, all right, we're supposed to be here. Let's take care of business and keep moving, right? Mm-hmm. And it seemed like they did that for a half. And then the second half, I don't know what happened to them. It, actually, I shouldn't even say for that. All the way up to the end of the first half when they didn't kick the field goal, and then they Yo. everything just seemed to unravel, which is a whole <laughs> other thing I wanted to talk about because to me this leads right into the Andy Reid thing. And I know uh-huh. one of your boys that you listen to was trying to big up Andy Reid as like the greatest coach ever. And I said, <laughs> he must be on that stuff. <laughs> and this further. No doubt. No doubt. Colin jumped out there. And, and Andy Reid did not make him look good. But I don't know. That, that to me it was just it was. It that was, was the deciding factor. To me it was. That to was, me it. was Like you yeah. had points there. Did you have the points. Take the points. The game is over. I mean, if you factor in the three points, <laughs> it doesn't even get to overtime. That's yep. that's the game. Yep. Just take so. the easy points. Going to the half, feeling good. So I don't know, man. But the, you know, I got to give credit to the Bengals, though. You know, yeah. Joe Cool came out there. He came in there swagged up, you know, from the outset. He had the chain on uh, afterwards. He said, this, you know, this is real. Look. I make too much money to have fake. fake I mean, yeah, yeah, this is real. Like that. Makes sense. He was just, I mean, they were just about that life. Like, I don't know what's going to happen in the Super Bowl. I, I'm hoping the Bengals win, but I just, I was impressed by their poise, really, in the second half. And just shocked by how ill-equipped and just out of sync Kansas City looked in the second half after they really dominated the first half. I just dominated. I just feel it come down to overconfidence, man. Like, mm. you know, first of all, we're not taking the points, like you said, with the field goal. Mm-hmm. And then at the end with Mahomes, he was just so willy-nilly with the ball. I'm like, what are you doing? 
I'm like, <laughs> I know you're he's a great player, but like it's just you're not he's outside, he's playing like he's outside playing with his little brothers or something. That's his style though. That's Mahomes. Uh, That's kind of what him, got man. him to who Damn. he is, running around scrambling, making a play. But the Bengals defense was making him pay for that shit. Hand on the ball like, or something. Yeah. Like, what, what are you doing? I was like, yeah. maybe it's a, maybe it's a, I don't watch him as much as you guys do. But like, I was like, wow. I was like really shocked at how like reckless. he was like a yeah. He's like a better version of Favre to me. That's how Mahomes plays. Like Favre in his heyday used to do the crazy runaround stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and play bad picks. Uh, yeah, he yeah. was so bad. Pick, but he's too young. I mean, Favre really started getting that when he got older. Mahomes <laughs> is like 26, 27, right? He's not that old. But yeah. some of the stuff he does sometimes, it's just like, all right, you've done all the crazy plays. You're up, whatever. You don't need – it doesn't need to be a home run every time. It really just doesn't. Like, you don't need to score a home run every time. So, yeah. I wonder – Like, my bad, go ahead. And I was just saying, I wonder if he got too much success too quickly. Yeah. Where he was mm. doing a lot of that Lucy shit early on in his career, and he was winning. Like, he got a chip early. So, mm. I was like, all right, cool. That I think it was, what, his fourth or fifth – AFC Championship game in a row, yeah. so he's been winning off that shit. But now, defense is studying him. He's a little bit more loose, and now that shit's you know hurting him. So I'm so not. I disagree. You disagree? Okay. I, well, I, I I disagree in part. Um, so I I I'm with Paul in that you know when you see when you see him, you know in a sense become I guess careless or lazy for you know for lack of a better word mm-hmm. Mahomes kind of he he kind of redefined or challenged a lot of the assumptions that um, evaluators make when they're looking at quarterbacks even mobile quarterbacks um, because a lot of times when you are looking at mobile quarterbacks you're looking to see if they can throw on the run see if they can throw you know under pressure and you know seeing if they know when to escape the pocket when mm-hmm. Mahomes was at Texas Tech he was doing all that but he also does it in a way that just completely defies like typical mechanics right so because his arm strength is so insane when he is throwing sidearm and off of his back foot he's still completing passes now if you see a quarterback do that traditionally you would you would automatically think this guy is not going to be very good especially at the pro level that was part of why i had reservations and why there were reservations about josh allen when he was drafted aside from the fact that he also played at a small school but patrick had an incredible completion percentage for the way that he played he's been doing that since college so i don't think that it's necessarily that he got too much success too quickly but i do think that he doesn't know how to turn that off and i think that's what got him in the playoffs Hmm. i feel feel like if he just like they had the game if he just played smart there like i have no doubt in my mind they'd be going to super bowl now like it was right there for you just started yeah like three crazy plays in the wall i'm like what are you doing The, the Bengals snatched it that kicker I mean, that kicker showed out, I think, in the playoffs. He hasn't missed a kick yet. <laughs> so, he's the MVP for the Bengals right now. So, yeah, I'm not mad at him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Always with the good. Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, like, it's a young squad. Like, I remember Joe Mixon, it was a lot of controversy surrounding him before he even got to the league. Yeah, I remember that. So, to see he's kind of weathered that storm, and now, boom, they're in the chip, and they're a solid squad. 
I wouldn't be surprised if they won it. To be honest, no, you, though right. I think the Rams will win, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if the Bengals won. I mean, the to me, their weakness is their line, right? I mean, the Rams. Oh, man. Yep. The Rams line is stupid. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be. Yeah, they're gonna get after Burrow, but I think he's got. Here's why I think they're gonna lose. Their biggest asset is the wide receiver. Yep. The Rams have Jalen Ramsey. He's gonna shadow him all game. So how much of a threat is he gonna be? You mean shadow Jamar Chase? Absolutely. Absolutely. They got Higgins and they got Boyd and they got Mixon. Right. So they're gonna have to step up. They're gonna have to be the ones to, to win it. It's not going to be Jamar Chase at all. Well, like I think he I wanna, might have fifty yards. I do want to, I do want to give a shout out and and a and and some condolences to AJ Green, who is <laughs> somewhere lost Yo. in all of this. The Yo, poor AJ dude Green. Has never actually got a chance to sniff <laughs> the Super Bowl despite putting on for the Bengals for so for long. Years, for um, 10 years with the Bengals. What about Marvin but, Lewis? We give him a shout out too. Oh <laughs> man. Yeah. I feel I feel for both of them boys. Um I wanted to ask what you guys think the importance is of um Burrow and Jamar Chase having played together. Do you think that it actually matters or not? Absolutely. Oh, that helps, yes. Timing, that chemistry absolutely carries over, I think, to the league. Because they both played at a high level in college. Come to the league, you're still playing at a high level and you just kind of have to adjust to the NFL style. And they were able to do that together pretty much. And now they're roasting the NFL. But I don't think Chase is going to ball out against Ramsey. That's my prediction right now. He's going to shut him down. I mean, it makes really sense. on this Ramsey thing, huh? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, Ramsey, they, they pay that boy money. Yeah, yeah, I, for. I don't yeah, think I, it's just Ramsey. It's Ramsey plus the fact that his line, the old line, is not great. So it's going to be like exactly. and the, and the Rams D line is crazy. That's they got Aaron and Donald, Aaron. Leonard Floyd, like all them. You have Von Miller as a Von Miller. Von Miller, like, <laughs> like he's, that's, that's he's a just an afterthought. Exactly. Yep. They really got a super team. And I think, listen, let really me be clear what I'm about to say. I like Ramsey. I think he's a very good corner. I think he is slightly overrated. Yeah. I've seen him get really? cooked more than, yeah. I've seen him get cooked a few times. Okay. Especially by receivers like bigger, um, who can like really muscle up with him and have a little bit of speed. Like I've seen that happen. Like if he, I felt like if he can't press and overpower you, he's not as good. His anticipation is great, he knows what you're going to do. But he's definitely beatable. He's not like Dion or Chan yes. Bailey or Revis even. Oh, we're problems. not putting him in that? No. No. <laughs> I think this is going to show if Jamar Chase gets shut out, we got to put him in that category. Absolutely not. We'll revisit None this. of them have the D-line that they're about to face. Revis, Revis was giving crazy work with the Jets when the Jets had me at defensive line. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No, that's real. But no, I think no. But with that said, I still think he's top two, three corner, probably the best corner in the league. Like I'm not gonna say that. I just Definitely. don't think he's. He I don't down. even think he was even Gilmore with the year he won Defensive Player of the Year. Like I'm gonna keep it. Like, I don't think he's that good. Like I just I think he's he's very good, but he's not some crazy unbeatable force. But this line plus him is gonna be nuts for and him. And that's where it fits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just have they have it at all angles. So that's the gonna line be to the me. linebackers. Yeah, yeah. 
So we'll see. So so we doing predictions. Who 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 y'all got for the Super Bowl? I kind of go with the Rams. I feel like okay. I feel like the Rams. The, I feel like the Rams are underachieved. The um the Bengals are overachieved, but they'll still pull it out. See, this okay. is I'm going with the Bengals, and it's probably not mm. a smart pick. But I feel like the Rams are perpetual chokers. They choke like every other game, and it's the whether the team. Now. <laughs> it's whether the team can take advantage of it. And I feel like the Bengals all year have been taking advantage of teams choking. And they can finish off the job. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. I don't feel great about this pick. I could also see the Bengals losing by 20 points. But, you know, I'm just going my heart. I, I want the Bengals to pull it out because I think it's a better story. No I'll, doubt. I will say this. So, you know, my, my belief in Matt Stafford is that he has lost so much that I think he – will do everything he can to make sure that that doesn't happen this time. That being said, I am also going with the Bengals. And the reason why is because, at least for this season, I can't bet against Joe Burrow anymore. Um, I think that I do think, and this is probably my bias in loving the college game, but his coming from a winning culture and having won a chip and having had to win a job at LSU. I think all of that matters. And I think that the lights are not going to be too bright for him. And I think that he can put this team on his back with with some help uh, from Mixon and Chase and Boyd and, and CJ, if he can play, CJ Ozuma. Okay. And I think that, I think that they, can, they can win. I feel like, Jared, like, it's not, it's, I don't, like, feel confident, like, we you know, a few weeks ago when we were talking about the national championship game in the playoffs and every, we all knew that, you know, that Georgia was going to wash Michigan. And we ben all knew that. Everybody yeah, knew that. Everybody. I don't feel that way about this game at all, but I just can't bet a bit. I can't bet against Joe Okay. No, I like that. I'm going to go in and round it out and I'm going to stick with my pick from the beginning of the year. I'm going to go with the Rams. I think Stafford and the Rams have too much offense for this Bengals defense. And I think the Rams have just enough defense to slow down Jamar Chase, get to Joe Burrow, make have him make some mistakes, and Stafford's going to capitalize because the Bengals had one of the worst defenses in the league. Like, that's who's coming to the Super Bowl against Rams, Stafford and Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham. I think Beckham's going to have a crazy game. He might fuck around and be MVP. Like, he might get over 100 yards and two touchdowns. I said it first. You doing that as a prop bet? I, I said it. I said it here first. Hey, we'll see. I, I might not do that, Jay. I might not do that, but I'm going to say it here on the pod. Don't be surprised if we come back next week, 100-plus yards, two touchdowns, Beckham's MVP. But I'm going to definitely go with the Rams because too much offense, not enough defense for the Bengals, but a shootout. And I, I, I didn't mention to y'all, and I'm going to say it now, I'm actually going to the Super Bowl. What? So I'm hyped. My cousin, I'm sorry, what? Yo, my, my girl's cousin plays for the Rams and they're in the Super Bowl, obviously. That's so, up, yeah, That's we're awesome. going like everything's booked. Like, we're Word. going, going. So, that's going to be a crazy event. Looking forward to it. But I think it's going to be a shootout. Rams going to pull it out. So, you're taking the Definitely. over? What'd you say? you taking the over? What is the over? I don't even know. 48 what and a half. You haven't looked at the bench yet? Come on. You man. said four and a half? 48 and a half. 48 and a half. Uh, uh, I would, yeah, yeah, yes. 20, I mean, 25, yes. 24 beats that. Yes, so, yeah. absolutely. I'm saying yes, yes. Okay. The shootout. So, yes, okay. I'm taking the over on that. I like that you bring in sports betting to it,
for sure, but the Rams pull it out. Ramsey makes a big play. Donald makes a big play on defense for the Rams, and that's the difference. All right. For sure. So, so we're going to see what happens. So that's the chip. That's the Super Bowl coming up. We had some other crazy shit go on, fellas. So I let's just dive into Brian Flores, who I think we mentioned on a few pods. Like, yo, why did he get fired from the Dolphins? I think we mentioned it. We did. And it, it, it was a head scratcher. Well, he had the same issue in terms of why did I not get hired anywhere else? Giants, Paul, your squad <laughs> didn't bring him on. So he filed a lawsuit against the NFL. And I think this thing is huge, fellas. Where do we start? Anybody jump in? What's your thoughts? This is nuts. I mean, listen, there was another big story, you know, that same day that we'll get into later. And then this dropped. And I just immediately thought, what a way to start Black History Month. <laughs> I, think Chris, <laughs> I think, Chris, you might have sent me something, but I literally had said that out loud. I was like, this is wild. First of all, for so many reasons, he is a good coach. He yep. probably, to me, was top 10 coach in the league, even though he was with the Dolphins, who I think are generally just a cluster, you know what. And two um, was horrible. And, but still, with Smokey Mirrors, beat the Pats twice. I think they had a winning record this year, right? They were, what, 9-8 and eight or whatever they had to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and they started off horrible, and they got it together. Um, but he, Back-to-back you know, winning season since 2002, I think. The first time. The first time in like 20 years. And then they can him. And I'm thinking to myself, what happened? And then this drops. And I have to say, and we can get into we can debate this. I know everybody loves cap and stuff like that. To me, this took much more. I don't know. Everything Cap did is fantastic. He deserves to be in the league. He was clearly run out. Like I agree with all that 100 percent What Flores did though is on a whole nother level to me. Because he was ascending in his career. Cap had already maxed out. Cap had, to me, his best years behind him. He was still more than qualified to be in the NFL to play, to actually start for a lot of teams. But clearly, to me, his best days were already behind him. Flores was ascending. There's no way he should have been fired from the Dolphins. And after he was fired from the Dolphins, he should have been one of the first coaches hired. So for him to do what he did and then to drop what he did in the complaint and when you read it, it's scorched earth. Like, he's like, I'm going to go to war with the NFL, and I know that I'm probably not going to get a job ever again. And I'm okay with that. I'm secure enough in myself and what I believe in that I'm not even going to front like I'm going to get another job or put up a front that, you know, you know, I might get a job. Like, I know I'm qualified. I know I'm gifted. But it's not even about that. It's, it's way above me. And that last point to me was just so incredible, especially that he decided to do on Black History Month that I have no nothing but respect for it. Yeah. And then when you get into the allegations and the stuff that's in there, I mean, I'm going to pass that off to y'all, but I'm just going to say, if any of that stuff is true, they're going to make the Miami owner divest from, yeah. from ownership. There's no way he can stay on. There's no way. Just from the integrity of the game standpoint, it doesn't matter... What else happens if that is true and they can prove it and it gets to discovery? It's a wrap for the NFL. It's a D- wrap. DJ Khaled and Rick Ross are about to own the Dolphins <laughs> in the next few, <laughs> few months. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Yo, Chris, what's your thoughts, B? So, I, first of all, first and foremost, the complaint itself is very well written. Um, yes. 
you know it, it is it is extremely methodical but in a way that I think encapture encapsulates what has been a I think a, a very open secret in the NFL it's not like you know and and I think that Brian Flores said something like that today um that you didn't need a lawsuit to tell you all of the things that are going on with the hiring practices in the NFL this has been written about for years mm-hmm. uh, it's it's an it's not really you know one of the running jokes that that I've had with a couple of my friends is you know especially during this coaching cycle is you know Eric Bieniemy is just sitting there on the sidelines like you mm-hmm. know uh, he's only gone to four straight AFC championships and mm-hmm. you know and yet somehow is just not qualified enough for any head coaching job despite the fact that there are quarterbacks coaches and special teams coaches that are getting looks um yep. or jobs so yep. you know i don't want to sit here and 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 belabor the point about whether or not any of this stuff happens because i to me that's low-hanging fruit that's that's the obvious um what i think is seismic about this is exactly what what i think that that um that Jared is touching upon. And one of the things that the complaint does, I think very well throughout the complaint, it is repeated over and over again, that 70% of the labor force of the NFL is black. Mm-hmm. That the, 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 compl- the complaint goes into a myriad of statistics about the short leash that black coaches have compared to white coaches. Um, even when they win. One of the statistics that they state is that a black coach is three and a half times more likely to get fired even after a winning season than a mm. white coach. Yeah. And so when you when you place all of that together with the fact that there may or may not be discovery that corroborates this, you know, I I I, I think that the NFL is gonna be faced with a very, very serious reckoning. To to Jared's point. Like the problem that they're going to run into is that Flores is not bound by a CBA. And the only thing that they're going to want to do is settle here. Exactly. And from the complaint, like Jared said, it does not look like he is interested in all. And I don't recall even seeing monetary damages as a prayer for relief. Mm. Um, So I don't know how you contend with that other than to be forced to understand that here the legal battle might be bad for the NFL in a way that could shape, could reshape it forever. But even if we don't get to that point, the PR battle is going to be worse for them. They've already lost the narrative. So I like, it's, it's a very, to me, this is almost as, this is almost as big or almost as seismic to me as a lot of the moments that we have had public outcry about a lot of other things that have to do with being black in America. Um, and maybe that's just because I love football so much, but I don't think that it's that. I think that just like Flores said, I think it's bigger than that. Yo, can I ask you a question about Bienema? I heard that um, he has a record or something like that. Is that true? What kind of record? Like a uh, criminal record? <laughs> um, I feel like I heard the same thing um, I'm not gonna sit here and 
and give that legs though like that's a reason to yeah. not have them hired you know because we know that there have been plenty of coaches that have had records or had yeah. things players or the kids yeah. are killing people or yeah, right. yeah. I mean let's keep it real yeah. Jim Ersay over there you know falling out of his car yeah you know, um you know and still still owning the Colts so yeah so yeah what do y'all think no I mean it shouldn't matter I'm just trying to I'm just trying to figure out why something's happening but it, it definitely shouldn't matter though I mean What's happening because he's black. Yeah. And don't give you have to exceed beyond everybody's wildest imagination to get a job. I mean, look at Tomlin. I don't even listen. Tomlin is the top five coach. Every Mm -hmm. time the Steelers, who have been losing talent for the last, I would say, five years at exponential rate, every time they get a little bit down, they go on a little losing streak, they're trying to get rid of him. I'm like, who, first of all, who are you replacing him with? Please tell me. The special individual, and I don't like the Steelers at all. Lord knows I do not like the Steelers. But who are you replacing him with? Who is this magical person that's going to come in and going to fix the Steelers? Yet he somehow every year has them at least competitive. While they're losing talent. While Roethlisberger is a shell of himself. Can barely even throw, you know, 30 yards, 35 yards down the field. And they're still competitive. Like, I just... Did you all hear the interview with Tomlin? when he was kind of going back at the media because they asked him about yes. a college coaching job. Yep. And yep. he was like, are you asking, you know, Sean Payton exactly. or Andy Reid about a coaching job? Like, you know, I'm a, the coach of the Steelers. <laughs> you know, I've won Super Bowls. Like, what are you talking about? Yep. I'm going to leave here to go to college? <laughs> yeah. Like, are, are you out of your mind? Like, yeah. <laughs> I was so, but, but I think that. the inference there was because he's a black coach. Exactly. He can, okay, maybe you'll go to college. Like, you know, it's just... This certain way of viewing you that Brian Flores, I think, is pulling out in this lawsuit, and I think it's going to be major for the NFL. I think somebody mentioned that they think this is bigger than the cabinet thing. How do we feel about that? Yeah, I think okay. Okay. I mean, to me, so the I mean, I think go ahead. Cap made changes though, like. A, a lot of that, a lot of the new slogans for them, and they have, you know, wear whatever on your helmet, on your sneakers. That all came from what Cap was kneeling about, that he didn't get another job for. So then they finally caught on, like, oh, like when George Floyd happened, nobody could really deny that. So everyone went all in, including the NFL. But that kind of came from Cap initially. So, but we're saying Brian Flores is more than that. So I'm curious to hear. Because to me, the Flores thing... So this is the difference between... This is my perspective on the difference. Chris hit the nail on the head, first of all, regarding the CBA, right? There's so many things that are going to limit you and what you can do and how you can fight when you have a CBA. You have to go to arbitration most times. It's really hard to get into court. You're bound by all these rules and things like that. You have to have the Players Association, unless you're going against them too, which you can do. Um, You know, defending you in some aspect. It's just harder, Right. And ultimately, what did Kaepernick want? He wanted to play. Flores already put it out there. He's like, listen, I might lose my... I'll never be able to coach again. Like, mm-hmm. I already understand that. I'm going in with this mindset. I'm not doing any phony trials. Because he today. saw what happened with Cap. He knows how it go. But every, but that's, that, this is my biggest problem with that. the whole Cap thing. And this is... And I think I said this before. To me, if you're going to stand on what Cap is standing on, and I'm glad he stood on it, 
I don't even care about getting the job anymore. Like the whole job thing, like it's clear they were never going to bring him back. So why even go to the fake tryout? Yeah. Why even engage in that? Not like you already know. And then why would you settle? That's the other thing that never was like, you're going to do all this and you're going to end up settling. And people are like, well, he's got to get his bag. And I'm like, well, I always have the slogan, black man, get your money. So I'm not mad he did that. But to me, if you're going to take that position and he deserves the props that he gets. And to me, one of the worst people who came out of this whole situation right now is Jay-Z, who, you know, that's my guy. But man, he looks horrible right now. I knew they were going to go at go him soon. I, as soon as it oh, happened. I mean, I mean yeah. they have to. But the way Flores has approached this, first of all, yeah. he just dropped that stuff. There was no buildup. There was none of that. He's still out here. Came out of nowhere. Yo, he straight up told <laughs> the Saints, I'm, I'm dropping this. I want to let you know, but I'm still going to interview with him. What do you think that interview was like with the Saints? I bet you 100% they took him so serious. Yep. They didn't come in there with no slacking. Everybody was dressed to a T. They had the best questions. Why? Yep. Because if they mess up in the middle of this litigation, they'll be part of it. Mm -hmm. That's right? real. That's real, like, like, he's like, Absolutely. listen, I'm dropping this. I'm still coming for these interviews. I already know I'm probably not going to get this job, but I don't want to make y'all sweat. I've been sweating my whole life mm. trying to impress you to get into these spaces where I'm not even welcomed in. Mm. I'm still going to do this interview, but I'm still going to just blow it up like that, right? And he's not bound by the CBA again. Like, he he can do whatever he wants. And trust and believe, what Kaepernick did, I think, definitely influenced what Brian Flores did. I just think Flores takes it to the next level. Because if you really want change to me in the NFL, it's got to come at the ownership hiring level. And he's going straight at the owners next. And not on some you know, I'm being some disparate impact type of discrimination. He did a 1981 claim. That's disparate treatment. Like, they, he's going straight and saying, like, you guys are intentionally not hiring Black people. And I have all of these events, even the words that you have said about your deficiencies and what you're doing with African-Americans and minorities. And you've hired Jay-Z. You're doing all these things to address it. And then NFL... I don't know who their PR person comes out with a statement talk about them oh defending the God. claims and all this stuff. And they come out so hard. I'm like, you guys just should have just swallowed your pride, took that L for the day instead of trying to respond immediately, done some internal investigations, yeah. say what he is actually claiming, and then said something. But no, they just came out so hard and strong. I'm just like, I don't know. I think Flores just has, he has the positioning that I think Cap never had. And I think that's why, to me, it's a, it's a bigger issue. And he's just going straight at next. He's he, And, you know, Paul, I think you said earlier, um, when we talked about, I think even before the pod, that, you know, with the payments and stuff like that, you know, there's a witness to some of it. Yeah. And now that it's come out that Hugh Jackson is saying he was, you know, giving some bonuses or whatever have you for his situation and, and whatever. Like, the way the NFL is set up now is so dependent on, not dependent, but, you know, really embracing yeah. gambling. Exactly. Like you just can't have that integrity shot. Like that is, it's just a, it, it's just an overall hit. It's because it hits them in the money area, Ibn. Yep. Like it's that. not just image. Like the image sucks too, but it's it hits yep. them in the money, it hits them in the pocket. And when that you do both, point. that to me is different than what Cap was doing. Cap was that on is. some righteous stuff, but this is gonna hit him in the pocket way more that than is. the Cap stuff. That's you know, a great point. You know, Kaepernick. Yeah. Go ahead. Ka Kaepernick forced the NFL to deal with its image problem. But the NFL has always been really good at window dressing. Mm -hmm. Flores is forcing them to open to open up what 
everybody knows goes on behind closed doors. <laughs> and there's no way to and have been it. saying it. Like I've yes. had conversations years ago about like there's no black as X and the NFL just in my circles, just for whatever reason, you can imagine what folks that actually are part of the league that are black, what they're saying. Right. Is they're I seeing it go if, on. If I remember correctly, there there's a possibility at the end of this coaching cycle that there might be less black head coaches yeah. than when the Rooney rule was instituted. Yep. Mm. Like by a couple too. There's only yeah. one nobody gets hired, there's only one coach right now. So when the Crazy. Rooney rule was instituted, it was three, I believe they said. And that. how do you think that bodes for the NFL with this lawsuit if that were to happen? Listen, I listen, I, I don't I honestly I, to be totally frank, I don't think that's going to matter. Because they went back you this complaint starts in the 1930s they they literally went back through the history of the nfl and how it's treated african americans and black people um from the the very beginning from the very beginning and they named the mara family as being one of the lead uh as one of the leaders of instituting a gentleman's agreement to keep black players out of the league in the 1930s early on so yeah so so and again they will say it again they say it over and over again 70 percent of the labor force is black this is this is to me and this is why you know I, i think it's 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 so prescient because you know we we all in in many spaces have experienced you know the the levers of systemic racism and it is an open secret and i think that um for you know for the nfl to come out like jared said to come out and say something in response to this lawsuit immediately it it kind of is like like you're showing you're demonstrating exactly why you have a problem exactly but white privilege and systemic racism blinds people at the top from seeing that their reaction shows exactly what it is that they're being criticized of mm. because it's a privilege. Now I want to say, and I'm going to shut up cause I've talked a lot about this, but like down here, there is no love lost for Steven Ross for, for the, you know, for the dolphins. So this is really just, you know, the articles that are coming out now are basically like, this is just an icing on the cake. And no matter where this goes, people are basically clamoring and saying, you know how how do you feel the football team how do you hire a head coach now because they're still in the midst of a coaching search how do you do any of this while all of this is hanging over your head when people were already skeptical about your ability to own the team anyway so you know yep. I, I feel like i feel like i could see where no matter what happens with with this lawsuit that steven ross ends up having to move on from this anyway and the NFL just kind of pushing it that way because they're going to start losing season tickets. They're going to start losing concessions. They're going to start losing a lot. And also, by the way, as far as I know, he still owns the stadium separately that the Dolphins play in. So he could still feasibly be making money off the Dolphins, even if he doesn't own the team. So, yeah. so it's, I, I don't know how much of the, like, I don't know how much of this is going to be like lost sleep for him. So as long as he avoids the Fed charges for potentially owning a gambling firm while paying the coach to tank. Man. Yeah. It's a lot. I was and saying, I, oh, go, nah, go ahead, Paul. 
I would just, I would just say why he's so brave though, Flores, because I, I I feel like a hundred percent he would have got one of the other jobs though, because he was the favorite on most as like the, high, the highest qualified coach that was out there. So I, I but feel that's like the I, thing. Yeah. For me, Paul, it's like he's been fired for a while. Right. Yeah. So like for me, this this whole time, even before this lawsuit, I've been asking everybody. myself, how come he how come he didn't have a job already? Like. Like I, that's what I don't understand. Why? Why is he still interviewing? I figured he yeah, would have. Like Flores exactly. should have never been let go to begin with. And as soon as he let go, he should have been hired. But then they put all those stories out that he argued with management, that he didn't buy in, and that's all you know. The Dolphins and you know the owners talk to the other owners, right? Yeah. So the owners mm-hmm. behind the scene, they know what the heck is happening. They know mm-hmm. that he wasn't playing game with them. And you know, as as a uh, Hugh Jackson showed, he's not the first owner to come out and wants tanking. You know. Yeah. Right, it will so pay you for it'll it. pay you for it, right? That so clearly yeah. that's an open secret that they've been doing in the NFL for quite a bit. Like, and we've been saying it, but yep. it was never confirmed until now. now. <laughs> now. Oh, okay, it's official. It's like so y'all sad. not just taking, you are yeah. like aiming, giving money. Years. Yeah, I mean, he won one game in the Jackson. He won one game in um three two years. I'm like exactly, exactly. there was a financial gain to be had yeah. there when that and, happened. Um, it just adds a whole nother perspective. Mm. Yeah. But what, what I'm saying, I don't know what they can prove with the case, but I know it's, I mean, what he's saying is factual though about the Giants because yeah. I remember when um when they first started, when as soon as they hired the GM, what I told y'all, it was going to be dabble. Yep. <laughs> I know, everybody knows, like, you know what I'm saying? I was, I said that straight away. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be dabble because they, they're going based off all the relationship. So he's, yep. what he was saying was definitely wasn't for us. Did you get a text from Bill Belichick too? Yo, 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 was that intentional? Like, what was that? Yes, what was that? And how is Belichick feeling? Because Belichick is very that's for them, he doesn't say much to the media, but what he wants them to know, he's kind of you know, you know how Belichick is short people, but for this to come out and Belichick to be the one where, oh, my bad, I fucked this up, (laughs) like that's what the message said, oh, I fucked this up. Sorry, you didn't get it. It was the other Brian. Like, what? That's <laughs> what like I told Paul, man. Yeah. Pay back man. for y'all taking two Super Bowls from us. You had to Pay get back. No, I was going to ask you about that. No, because I really believe it was intentional. But what do you really, like, honestly, like, not joking, like, what do you think was the reason behind him doing it, though? That's a good I, question. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm being tongue-in-cheek when I say it's because it's the Giants. Because I don't think that's why. Because I, I feel like... From everything I've always heard, he's had a great relationship with the Giants. So I just want to know, but I do agree that it seemed intentional. I don't. I honestly don't know because I don't know what his relationship is now with Flores. Because I heard that they had some tension too because Flores took some of the staff and Belichick is a firm oh. believer. You're not supposed to be taking staff, but I don't think he did that to spite Flores either. Like I think it was more of a shot at the Giants than anything else. <laughs> I don't see it though. Like I don't. I've always heard they're like, they're real good. like because we ask him everything. Anytime we make a hire, we ask him about shit. So it's like. I don't, I don't know. I thought, I, I was thinking maybe he was trying to do a favor to Flores, like, you know, to be, keep it a buck with him. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't, I, I honestly don't know. I just don't think it was an accident. Like, it just, I don't think so. when I read the text, I'm like, this doesn't read like this. Was an it seems very well scripted, yo. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Like, they had a phone call beforehand. <laughs> like, they talked about it beforehand, and then he sent the text. Like, I, I feel like. I feel like this, like Flores was with the with the Patriots for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, there there definitely was tension there. You know, I think that they they probably have sort of similar personalities, but I think there's a massive amount of respect there. Um, I mean, 
I'll be honest though, like I maybe he did it to screw the Dolphins. Like I don't know because that's, that's a that's that a, makes sense. A, right? Like we're yeah. we're in the same division. So yep. you know, there's nothing wrong with sowing discord yep. among, you know, your competitors. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and plus, I don't know if you know this, and I know we'll talk about it later, but I think the Dolphins are the only ones that have a winning record against Tom Brady, which means that they are the only ones that have a winning record against Bill Belichick. So, mm. <laughs> so. talk really after all these years, really? Wow, that's that's crazy. The you. only one. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, and, and and I wouldn't be surprised about that, Chris. I said the same thing earlier. Every today. year, they would, I would always pencil in the loss to the yep. to Miami because they would always same. go to Miami in December. And the yeah, years same. that they beat Miami, like in December, like oh, they're gonna win the Super Bowl. Like, go back and check the record. I bet you nine yep. out of ten times, if they beat Miami twice in the year, especially in December, they were going yep. to the Super Bowl that year because it was rare. Yeah. Yo, Jay, you was talking about that Miami loss this year all season. Oh, I'm telling you, because I, like, I knew we were going to lose the last game. I was like, I can't believe we lost this game at home. Like, that was the game we needed. We win that game, we win the division. Yeah. Oh, the whole playoffs are different if we win that first game of the season. Yeah. But whatever. It's gone. All season. So say one last thing about the Giants, though, man. Like, you know, up until like a couple years ago, a few years ago, with the caps up, I never felt that like they were a racist organization. Like, I mean, you know, not comparatively to anybody else. I mean, it's mm-hmm. right. like, like they're not even more racist, right? Yeah, right. I didn't feel like that. But then when the Kaepernick stuff happened, I remember the owner. I'll never forget. That's why I always hated this guy since the owner. Y'all remember me making fun of his big head and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like. He was. He came out and said, "Oh well, uh, with the Kaepernick stuff, I never had so many fans, you know, come out and uh, send letters to show me how upset they were about it." And so I just like, just turn me off, man. You know what I'm saying? Because like the Giants, it's not. It's not like West Bubble fucking the rest of the U.S. somewhere. It's, it's New York City, so you got a lot of black fans. You got to think about us too. So that that really pissed me off, first of all. You know what I mean? And then never having a uh, a coach. Or a quarterback that's black in all them years. It's been been around nearly a hundred years, nineteen twenty-five. So it's like, it's what it is, man. You know. Yep. Today's episode is brought to you by Nice Touch Editing Services. Nice Touch Editing is your one-stop shop solution for all of your content writing and editing needs. Whether you're an author looking for an editor for your book manuscript, you need a resume and cover letter to go after that new job opportunity, or if you're a small business looking to go after that latest government contract, Nice Touch Editing is the premier writing and editing solution. Feel free to reach out www.nicetouchediting.com. Nice touch editing services. Now that's a nice touch. So speaking of New York, Paul, the Giants, they they beat us. They beat us. And when I say us, I mean the Patriots. Mm -hmm. Twice in the Super Bowl. Heartbreaking losses. I remember watching and Brady, those were his two, well, two of his three. Yeah. He also lost to Nick Foles. But the Giants and Eli crushed him twice. Brady retired. It kind of hit me by surprise, to be honest. I didn't expect Brady to retire. He wasn't really talking about it too much. I thought Brady would have wanted to say it prior to the season. 
hey, I'm, I'm ending it this year and have his little farewell tour. He decided, and I'm going to just end it out of nowhere. He's done. What are your thoughts, Chris J? Because y'all from Boston. What do y'all feel? <laughs> you know? Um, I think both Jared and I said that we thought he was retiring yeah. last week. Um, I don't, I didn't come as a surprise. He had, he had said previously that he did not want to have like a, you know, like a send off season. Mm. Um, you know, and yeah, Cookie I said think, that too and then did it. It was kind of interesting. Too. Also <laughs> true. Very, very right. true. <laughs> uh, rest in peace to Kobe Bean. Um, sure. but Facts. you know, I, I feel like, you know, we all knew that he had he has really nothing left to prove. The only thing that made me think that maybe he wouldn't do it is he said he wanted to play till he was forty five and he's not that yet. But you know, mm. like you said, there's there's a there there's a, a lot of joy in not and not playing, he said. So, you know, mm-hmm. he's gonna go find it. Yeah. Good. <sighs> I mean, he's the GOAT, he's all that. But I'm gonna keep it a buck. He's been dead to me for about two years, so Hater. he doesn't play for my team. I mean, I am. You either play for my team or you don't. Like it's, I'm very linear with that. I mean, Chris, you know me. Like you put on my patch jersey, you could have been just about anybody. I'm gonna root for you. Um, <clears throat> you know, outside of some crazy stuff, but he he left. So you know, he had a great little run at the two year run that he had in Tampa. I said at the beginning of the year that they weren't going to repeat. I stood by that the entire year, even when they got a little bit hot. I just you called that early. I looked at the culture and what had happened, and they captured lightning in a bottle. And I was like, you're not going to do that twice, especially with that coaching staff and especially bringing back all the same players. It's just too hard. And so I looked at the season, and as it kept going on, I felt like, and I'm going to say this for the first time, I felt like Brady knew that he wasn't the same. I hate mm. to say that. But I think it's true. Like, I'm not saying he's not elite, and I'm not saying all like he, he sucks or anything like that. I mean, he led the league in touchdown passes. He led the league, I think, in, in passing yards and completions and all these things. But his team was loaded. And I was watching him like, he just doesn't look quite the same. He was and, leaning on that more than he was. Than they yeah. Were he Like, there was more yak. There were more plays where he seemed to just be a little bit off. But his team was just so talented that it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at, you know, this this run, I was like, you know, the only way I could have seen Brady playing next season, the longer this went on and when it broke, because um, I think South Wickersham or something had really been the first one who broke it. Like, before the season ended, he said he wouldn't be surprised if three quarterbacks retired. It was Rodgers, it was Ben, and he said Brady. And everybody was shocked. And I'm like, I don't necessarily disagree with that. He had one of seven. You know, he's trying to repeat, and I think ultimately he wanted to win three in a row because no one had ever done that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the only reason he I think he would have come back is if they actually won this year. I don't think he would have run up gone from the sunset. I think he was like, I'm gonna try to get three. Yep. But the way this sense. team is constructed, I don't think they can bring back a Super Bowl contender next year. I just didn't think it was possible. So it all made sense to me. With that said, he's been dead to me. And what kind of put the nail in the coffin to me was his retirement thing that he posted when he thanked everybody in the world. But the past, but, yo. Yo, I don't know. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I want to take thank a step you. back. Go for it. Not even the Pats, the fans. The I don't think you can hate, you can yeah. listen, you can hate the organization. 
right? I think we've all worked for places where we didn't necessarily agree with the management or the company, but there might be a couple of people that you you were cool with. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they, they supported you. They might have helped you out. You know, you kind of let them know what's going on. To me, the fans have nothing to do with what the Wait. Patriots did or what Belichick did or what Kraft did. Or, like, if you're going to start off thinking 10,000 people, to me, you got to at least throw a nod to the fans. You're like, all you had to, listen, one sentence. And the, the crazy part about it to me, which made it even worse, is the fact that <laughs> after Kraft released his statement, he then goes back and thinks, the, the Pats Nation and all that. I'm like, you should have done that from the outset. Yep. And none of it was an accident. Nope. I've vet too many things for important people to know that anything that goes out like this is vetted 50,000 times. He knew exactly what he was doing. He thanked the exact people that he wanted to thank. Yep. And it's just the way it is. So I'm like, all right, bet. He hey, is dead. He yo. reflects my attitude. He is dead to, like, he views us as dead and I viewed him as dead. So it is what it is at this point, I think. But I thank him for the six Super Bowls. He's still the GOAT, but that is kind of the way it is. And to me, it was it was funny that this happened this week because it was such a juxtaposition to Ortiz getting into the Hall of Fame. Everybody in Boston loves Ortiz. Ortiz braced Boston the whole region like Brady never did. Uh-huh. And Brady won more. But Ortiz, if you had to compare the two, even before this, it, I think more people would have been for Ortiz than they were for Brady, which is awkward in Boston being a Dominican black person, but whatever. <laughs> That's weird. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I, nah. I have my opinion and I will wait. I think my main takeaway is yeah, he didn't even shout us out. Like Jay said, not even the fans. The organization I get. But no, shout out to the Pats Nation. We had none of it. That's just, it was just awkward. Like, Like, what? Yeah, but he shouted out Byron Leftwich and the Bucks and the Bucks local golf course. And it was like, oh, word. Like, okay. So you're going to name everything Tampa right now just to fill up the space where you could have just said Pats fans or Pats Nation. Like, okay. That was calculated to Jay's and Chris's point. So I'm like, all right, cool. Not my point. Not my point. No. <laughs> because I do not care. Okay. I I do not think that Tom Brady owed us anything. My personal opinion is that outside of the people that helped him take care of his body, and the guys Alex that Guerrero, in, yes, mm-hmm. and others before he met Alex, yeah, um, and the guys that stepped on the field with him, doesn't matter to me who he thinks and who he doesn't. Um, he changed, he changed football, he changed people's lives, he changed the Patriots organization forever, and I but am. Didn't shut us out. My fault. Go ahead, Chris. But what? But what? But I mean, why does he owe a shout out? We, you know, I like because that's he, how he you never, remember never Brady. Had, There's no we Brady never had Pats and Pats Nation. We never, we never had to. He summed it up in the two years in Tampa and the golf course over in well, Tampa. First, 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 first of all, he thanked he thanked the Patriots when when he left the Patriots. That's but so, so, let we me never, stop it. That's hold bullshit. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm not done. I, I'm not I, I, done. Everybody we never is, is ridiculous. That's a ridiculous never, argument, man. That is ridiculous. We never. I I'm not. To me, it doesn't matter. It, it wouldn't have mattered to me if he didn't thank us when he left. It, it. We never suffered a losing season with him. 
Like he he went out every single week for 20 years and gave everybody everything. All and we did all we did was sit back and watch and enjoy it. Right? Money. Like yes, you paid yes, you paid yeah. your money to go to for the for That's the right. privilege of seeing him. the greatest of all time. That's right. That's right. how he made but it. We didn't, bucks, support, too. we didn't support him through losing fans. season. We didn't support him through losing seasons. And we didn't support him through, you know, really ill-advised, you know, life decisions that were splashed across headlines. Like, I just, I, I, I think it's a farce to, you know, to, to believe that, you know, that, that they, that someone of his, someone, any professional athlete, frankly, owes the fans, like. What are we talking about O's? It's because courtesy. No, this is so. These are two. Two first, but I have two issues with what you just said. But finish, so I can get into this right now. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it reflects on. I don't think it reflects on common courtesy to me. I do. I don't. I, I just baseline um, common courtesy thing. And like I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know that common courtesy is necessary in this in this instance, given what he gave to the franchise. Which common courtesy is, what is I always about. necessary. That's, but I'm done. All right. So two things. One, the two the thing he sent to the Pats two years ago has nothing to do with retirement. Listen, I will be in the industry of whatever I'm in. Everybody knows what I do for many many years. If I after I left my said company, like if I was really big, I would say my goodbyes to said company and people in that company. If I'm leaving the profession forever, and I want to do thank yous, I'm going to thank everybody who has ever stood by me. Like, that doesn't even make sense to me. That he said whatever he said to the Patriots two years ago, but that has nothing to do with the retirement from your profession. And skipped out an entire two decades. That doesn't make any sense. That makes no no sense. If you're retired from a profession, listen, he's not leaving the Bucks. He's leaving the NFL and football forever. So you're doing your last shout out forever regarding this. (laughs) That that argument makes absolutely no sense. Shout out to Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich. Like, yo, what? (laughs) <laughs> like good, you shouted them out. All I, you know, all I'm saying is that he didn't, he didn't need a paragraph of the Patriots. I don't care if he didn't shout out Belichick. You thank the fans. That's a common courtesy thing. And the fans, fans, fans do help you too. You know, that's what and I'm saying. Women, the Flake Gate, Spy Gate, and every other gate that he was going through. I guarantee you, it wasn't the Bucks fans. That would happen his back. But even on the, the field, though. Even yeah, on the field, when you're going against like, the other team. It doesn't make any like, sense. It's a common courtesy thing. There's a lot of coaches he needs to thank for the Pats, from the Pats. Romeo I'm just Cornell, saying, to me, Charlie it, Weiss, yes. Josh McDaniels, Belichick. Come on. You can you can go through the list, but Come to on. me, it's a common courtesy thing. Like, OS. Well, no one owes like anybody said, anything in life. So, I mean, if that's the standard of whether you're going to give a shout-out to anybody, Troy I would never shout-out anybody. Troy Brown was essential. But Ibn, like I said, like I mean, David to, aside from aside from the people that were on the field with him, and the people that helped him take care of his body, helped him prepare, which would be his coaches and his trainers and all of that, I don't see, I like I don't see it. I I don't really have I really don't have an issue with it. it to me, it, to me, it's un- I don't I don't Absolutely. think it's disrespectful at all. I think it's understood. I think for me, honestly, for spending twenty it's years, understood. Why place- are you even thinking anybody? That's the part <laughs> that doesn't make sense. If it's everything is understood and everything is about owing people, 
So why are you I saying anything ever? Like why if you are saying I'm talking about I'm talking about the Patriots specifically. I think for being I think for being at a place for 20 years, I think it to me it's assumed that it's on his conscience. Like and it's something that's in his subconscious <laughs> and it's something that he that he truly cares about. And if he and if he doesn't, I still don't care. But my question to you guys is if he had thanked the Patriots organization, do you and think he would have noticed normal. Like, you okay, think yeah. no, hold on, hold on. Have. I said thank the organization. I didn't say thank the fans. But yeah, that's no my point. If he had thanked the organization, I don't think anybody would have cared. And that's kind of my oh, point. I would have distinguishing between Definitely. the organization. Jared, you might have cared. I give you that. You might have. I don't think that the majority of people would have. I'll and I think that's that. because they and I think it's because they would assume that the organization and the fans are one and the same. I don't think that you would have. I think a lot of people would. And I think that to me, that distinction is is an assumption that people make, but it's not necessarily reality. And so that's why I don't personally have an issue with it at all. Because so you're I'm saying that his beef, him regardless. So what you're saying now is, are you stating that his beef with the organization automatically now includes the fans? I think his beef with the organization is probably the only thing that he was thinking about. I don't think he purposefully nah, left out. I would agree with that, except he thinks the Tampa Bay fans. <laughs> and the golf Individually. And the local Tampa market. What would he have, what would he have beef with the fans <laughs> about? Though? I don't understand. But, like, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, to yeah. me, the argument makes no sense because he oh. thanked... Chris's argument makes no sense to me. Okay. You know, he can't be conflating the two because he specifically thanked the fans and the organization. He does thank to the Tampa community. He thanked the janitor. He thanked the dude Yo. that did a spit shot on the <laughs> wheel. Like, all of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to the Pats, Boston, New England, Pats Nation. Like, and even on his reply to, to Kraft, I that think he only thinks Pats thing. Nation. He didn't think the Patriots organization. He thinks Pats Nation. And Very I was deliberate. like, boys, and I was like, that's what he should have done from the outset. I don't care if he hates the Patriots. Plenty of people hate the Patriots. Shoot, there are days <laughs> I hate the Patriots. But Jay, do you agree with that? <laughs> like, yo, you got seven chips, well, six with us. Listen, I mean, come on, that's I, that's a lot. I, of listen, I'm a petty person by nature. So my pettiness okay. runs real deep. Like I can, I, I'm really petty. Like I can be extremely petty. So I can understand why he has an issue right now with the Patriots organization. After like, six I rings, get I I listen. <laughs> I can, I don't care if he, he could have 15 rings. He could have won every year, and I can still understand his beef for the organization. What I don't understand is not thanking the fans. The fans they had nothing to do with that. Like I said, when he was going through Spygate and Deflategate and every other gate and coming out there on Sundays, and the fans the fans are paying money and supporting him. Through thick and thin. Like, that is what... Just thank the fans. And that's a common yes. courtesy thing. It's not about owing somebody something. He doesn't owe anybody anything. No one ever does. But that's what you do to show respect. Mm-hmm. And that what he did by not thanking the fans to me was disrespectful. Now, I'm not going to say... Like I said to my wife, in 24 hours, it'll be nothing. No one's going to really remember that. He's going to go into the hall. I'm sure on, shoot, the first game of the season that they can, they're going to retire Brady's number. Who? He's going to be in the Patriots. Who, the Pats or the Bucks? No, the Pats. <laughs> the Pats. I mean, they're going to wave whatever should we, should we retire that 100%. shit? 100%. That doesn't matter. 100% well, they're going to retire that man's number. I don't know if they gotcha, should. Gotcha. Since we're talking There's about no, being petty. Evan, oh, Evan. Since we're talking oh, about being petty, Jay, we don't Evan. need to retire it. Like, let's act like that shit didn't happen. Evan. Like, the thank you. Like, Evan. nah, there was You want to no give packs. the rings back, Evan? You going to give it to them? Nobody's giving no rings back, but no, you know. You good. Number 12, somebody, the next backup. I, I honestly thought they were going to wave the, because uh, I think you just have to wait like three years or something before you can be, get into the Patriots Hall of Fame. I was like, they're going to wave that. They're going to wave that whole thing. They're going to retire his number. Of I don't the think Hall they should. 
I don't I, think, th- and I don't think they I will. think they will. I if, think they will. If I don't Belichick think got will. anything to do with it, I promise you it won't. I, honestly, it'll be until he retires. To me, it's not even a Belichick issue. I think it was. I think Kraft is probably more pissed than Belichick. Yeah, Belichick. I don't think head. Belichick cares. Belichick's like he's he's not on my team. He's the goat and all that, but he hasn't played for me in two years. Like that is what it is. I bet you Kraft, because Kraft, I feel like talks about Brady quite a bit when he gets the chance. Is probably more hurt by this than Belichick, probably. So, and they were close. Yeah, they were. So let me ask you, let me ask y'all a question though, right? So um. When he was on the other, t- when he left y'all team, I, I especially Jerry, you said you know you're done with him and all that, right? I get that. And then this, yep. hap- yeah, and I get that. And this happens yeah. now, right? Yeah. So are you good? Are you gonna be good with him now? Because I, mean, I know I think he, I, I'm thinking he was your favorite athlete, right? Or no? My favorite. He wasn't my favorite. Okay. Yeah, and no, no, I wouldn't say he's my favorite. Nah, favorite. Michael Vick for me is my favorite okay. athlete. Definitely. That's a great question. I'm Who's just saying. Favorite? I'm just saying though, like. Does, yeah. does he go back? I mean, is this like a permanent dent to what he did, or does he go back to like? Because he's retired now, so you would think, okay, well, he left. Listen, he, yeah, he's he's so he was dead to me for two years. He's that's dead to saying. me now. He's so dead to you now? Yeah, I mean, he's but he's, he's retired though. That's fine. I mean, is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? That's not he? even a question. Are you kidding me, Evan? Right now, are you? <laughs> Evan, drink. You can't even wait even to right drink? now. You gotta, you, you gotta stop. <laughs> That's not even a question. Yo, send me a bottle of that. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? He is the Hall of Famer. They might, they might waive the five-year requirement to put him in the Hall of Famer. They should. He should be in tomorrow. How you saying he's dead to? Like, I mean, he's he's. He was gone, but I mean, now he's retired. So it's like, isn't it all good now, though? Like, I'm nah, gonna... he took that shot. He, I, oh I just, man, that's it. That's it. Like, that's it. Yo, I told you I'm a petty person. So it's, like, a dent, gonna... it's a dent that can never be like smoothed out. Like, I mean, he's gonna smooth it out somehow, right? But I'm yeah. never gonna forget it. Like, I just like okay. you had that opportunity. You chose not to do it. So you are like me, which I respect honestly. The pettiness level, I, I honestly respect that. The yeah. problem is. I'm just as petty, so it, it kind of is what it is with me. So, listen, so we talked about... He's, he's forever down a peg or two in your, in your eyes, then. Forever. Yeah, but he's always going to be the GOAT. I mean, he's... Oh, listen, I... Oh, he, so, so, this is the thing I want to make sure I'm clear about. Yeah. My my adulation, whatever I have for Brady, yeah. has nothing to do where I place him in NFL history and what he's well, done. Your but your adulation is, is, is down. Nah, it's done. It's done? Done. Done. <laughs> where, done do you, where do you place him in NFL oh history, God. Jay? He's the greatest of all time. The greatest of all time. I can't say anything else more. I mean, who is, who's competing with him? I, just, I can't see it. Like, I, I understand, but like, it's like, the love is just gone now. Like, totally. Like, I just got. I don't have it. I'm sorry. You oh once you put. God. He he took that. That's how I operate, Paul. I'm a what about Dion? I, I mean, I don't even think you're more petty than me. But goddamn, like that's. I'm like, I'm you either with me or you against. Especially with my team, like you with me or against oh me. Oh my god. And if he had just retired to mention, you know, past nation, I still would have. Honestly, I still probably would have felt the same way. I'm not gonna lie. I probably. Would've I wouldn't. Went. I'd feel different. So you were tight because he left the team. Like it wasn't like. No, oh, I'm not. Nah. I'm not even, but that's the thing, Paul. I I was never tight that he left the team. I want to be very clear because I think the Patriots did a really crappy job the last three years okay. he was there for putting yep. pieces around. So I completely understood why he left. Yep. Got it. I was like, go get your ring, do what you got to do. But once you leave, 
you othered. Like you you're are not on, on my squad side. anymore. You're not on my squad. Like, so if you break, listen, he's, listen, he's out the game I'll, now. But he's out the listen, game now. So I don't, I don't get how you're out of But wait, wait a minute. I'm gonna get to that. Yeah. You're othered. You're always othered. Ortiz okay. to me is never othered. He never went someplace else. But if you ask me about Johnny Damon, who went to the Yankees, he's that other. Was, yo, oh, he was that. way other. That shit was Now, bad. there are, and but never this, this is the part of the that. fanaticism with fans, right? So there's some people who have gone other places that are not other. Paul Pierce got yeah. traded to yeah. the Nets. He yeah. wasn't other. He was. Because to me, I can, in my mind, I can make that difference. I can make that difference. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. he left because the Nets were trying to do something. He gave us great draft picks, but he always held the Celtics down. Always. Yeah. Right? Tom Brady left, did his own thing, whatever. Fine. You know, he did his thing. I got that. But then this piece right here was like, got it. You're just like me. When you would, he othered us like I othered him. And like, cool. But that doesn't take away from him being the GOAT. No, I just can't. I can't, I can't wrap my mind around it. Like, I, can't, I, don't think, I, don't, I hope you, I don't think you feel this been like five years. I don't think I'm just Dude, yeah, yeah. He I will. think I Brady disrespected I, his own legacy yeah. by not shouting out the Patriots. Shaking my that head. Shit was this is the she was ignorant this, and obvious. Yeah. Paul, you hear these people, like, man? Oh, right. I, I don't know, man. I, you like, hear come this, on, man. G. Twenty yeah, years. You know, you know what this is, Paul? Holding this is, down. This is this is people forgetting what it's like. To not have shit. Yes. Fuck out of here. Yeah, I remember When they were trash. I Yo. cried when they lost in the Super Bowl Yo. to the Packers. Like, no, nah, don't give me that. that. I, I see you plenty. Howard. I see plenty. Up, of, and I remember that. Like Yo. I said, Brady is the GOAT. This is but what that I'm doesn't doing. mean anything to me. Like that, that being the, he never embraced Boston like Ortiz did. Even like Pierce did. Like, He's and not going to go down as, as a Boston legend the way he could have like, if he would have shouted us out. Because he, I don't think he ever felt comfortable and wanted to be attached to the place. Like, Brady yeah. was so yeah. into his greatness to what he wanted to be and what he wanted to accomplish mm-hmm. that everything to me he did was strategic. His, his organizations that he worked with were strategic. How he presented himself to people was strategic. And that's fine, you know, at the end of the day. You know, again, you're bringing chips, so no one's gonna complain or anything about you. Like that—that's just the way it is. But he wasn't like there's no, Brady wasn't gonna make the speech that uh, Ortiz made when the bombing happened. Like that was never gonna happen. He's like, not just, like, like he's not a boss. He's guy. not boss, and that's fine. Okay, you don't have that. to be. Bossed. He didn't want to be local. He wanted to he, be global. He wanted to, grow, he wanted to be global, and that's fine. Listen, that—that that is completely fine. I have no problem with that. It was like I understood that years ago, and I think people now are just realizing that when he left for Tampa, that he was never a Boston guy. Which I don't know how they. I didn't mind him leaving for Tampa, but I just I'm into my teams, man. I think this is the Bostonian. Like you either with us or you against us. You not shouting us out is disrespect, yo. And then you don't shout us out. I'm good. I'm good. I am just as Bostonian as anybody who's Bostonian on this podcast, and I do not feel the same way. Yo, you're a Boston, no, you're 100% Boston, but you're too logical. This that's is the problem. Because you're not a fanatic. You're, yeah, you're where's the fandom at? There's no fandom with you. You're like, I love, well, if he had cut this listen, way at a 35-degree angle, he probably could have taken that corner a little bit faster <laughs> and got a two-point spot. So ultimately, it's cool. <laughs> listen, I go, I go to... 
Florida Panthers games down here to watch the Bruins play. When the Sox go to uh, spring Listen, training, I'm, I'm following them. Your Boston. I love. I'm saying you're I super analytical. And ain't nobody got time for analytics when it's all passion. <laughs> Yo, yes. Where's <laughs> the passion? About. Ain't nobody. Where's I don't care that this man could have cleared this puck three times, three seconds faster. I don't care that this dude. <laughs> could have ran a faster 40 or something. I don't care if he had done a jump cut, you know, three yards this way. He probably could have picked up 15. I know he didn't do it, and I'm pissed. That's all I care about. Yep. It was all I care about. Didn't make a big enough deal when they didn't, um, you know, extend his time when when he had that record or whatever. Maybe that was what it was. I don't know. What record? What are we talking about? I mean, uh, what was it like? He, didn't he set like? Didn't he set like a, a record playing against y'all this year? Oh, was it the oh, yards? Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Like maybe he felt away about that. Brady's not like this since he left. He this has been brewing for years. Like nah, that was yeah, that was like the ultimate like fuck you. Like he can yeah. finally do something that's really not out the way. Because look, he thinks who he wanted to think. It was a very calculated statement. Very calculated. He opted very not to mention the Pats. That was his way after all these years of that pent up, however he felt. Now at the end, I can just not mention you. Like you want a thing. And that made Brady feel good. And as fans, me, I'm like, all right, well, fuck you then. Cool. Yo, you know what I equate this to? I just thought about the Ray Allen thing. This is like Ray Allen to me. Like, Ray and Allen, I don't like, like how Ray Allen nah, went out either. Bro, so, so this, I don't like how Ray not Allen went out either. And just, I don't think that's the same thing either, Jay. I don't to, think it's well, the to same. me, it is because, to, and I'm not saying all the way the same. Because like, Brady I'm not, didn't listen, go listen, to I'm like not saying he went the to, Jets. Right. I want to hear this. some shit. I want to no, hear I'm, this. I'm talking about my feelings towards it. This is my feelings towards it, right? Ray Allen made a business decision. A good business decision because the Celtics were going on the wash side to go to Miami to pay with the big three and get a ring. That was his business decision, right? He could have made more money. It's on record that he could have made more money with the Celtics, but he didn't like the way Rondo was treating him and how the Celtics were consistently trying to trade him throughout the years. Like the, the, I think the two previous years they tried to trade him or looking at trading him, right? And his minutes, you know, they felt like he was going to get continue to get cut down, right? So he made a business decision left. Good for Ray Allen. Like, I'm not going to hate on that man. He got his money. He got a ring. ring. Yeah. He got two rings, and the rest of the big three, except for Rondo, got, you know, one, right? Fine. He did what he needed to do to do whatever he thought best. But when people come up to me like, should we retire Ray Allen's number? Hell no. Hell no. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely. That's how I, that's how I, that, that's to me like, no. Now, when they come up to me about Brady, are we going to retire his number? Of course we are. Are we going to put him in the picture call thing? Of I'll wait Is a my while. adulation I'll for Brady wait the same a while as well? After that bullshit he pulled, I'll wait see, a minute. See, man. You out Personally, there, since we're on petty time, I'll I, wait. I'm petty in the fact that my adulation won't be the same. Like, that's not going to affect him any other day. Like, that's he doesn't cool. care about my support or anything. But for me, I put him in a box. That's the box he's in. He's the GOAT. He's all these things. But, all right. You know, I always, I always, I, I feel like what Ray Allen did, I get why he did that, man. I mean, but Me you too. Want to trade him. Okay. Yeah, I get that. I get what Brady did. What he did. I get... Yeah, that's. I get that but too. Then... I don't get the speech and not shout yeah, out. Yeah, though. That's the part. That piece was. Yeah. That's the part that's calculated to put him completely in that yeah, box. Yeah, like good. okay, no, no, we should have thanked the fans. You're right. Just thank the fans. I don't care if you hate the Patriots. You don't feel he should have thanked Belichick, yeah. yo, straight up. Straight up. I, I don't. I, I, I Belichick mean, helped any... him get a lot of those things. That's a beat. Straight up. That's a beat. Straight up. 
He should thank have thanked you, Belichick. He should have thanked Cats Nation. Thanks, th- thanks to the community of Boston, yeah. Foxborough, where he played. Like, nah, come on. Honestly, I think this come makes on. Belichick look better because then he released a statement. I am privileged to have drafted yeah, and coached Tom Brady. Yeah, he did. The ultimate competitor. <laughs> he did that shit on purpose, too. And then I, I love it. Tom's humble beginning in the professional football ultimately ended with him becoming the best player in NFL history. Yo. Tom consistently performed at the highest level against competition that always made him the number one player to top to stop. Excuse me. His pursuit of excellence was inspirational. Tom was a professional on and off the field and carried himself Yo. with class, integrity, Yo. and kindness. I think Tom, for oh, his man. relentless pursuit of excellence and positive impact on me and the New England Patriots for 20 years. Fascination, stand up. That was, so, yeah, I, so, that was again, timely and calculated. Like, I oh, and his words were very really calculated. The way he started with Tom's humble beginning. <laughs> humble. Like, let me remind you. Be you humble, here, little you nigga. Were, <laughs> I gave you that shot. Like, let oh, me man. remind you. I, I, yep. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't even be who you are because I gave you that shot. When it wasn't popular, even New England, for me to give you that shot. Yep. And we're supposed to believe that he accidentally texted Brian Flores. Right. <laughs> and and that's the I, thing that just seems crazy. Like, Bill, he's nah. always calculated with his communication. Like yep. He says very little. Right. Drafted, as much as I'm privileged to have drafted and coached. Right. Drafted and, and let's start there in your humble beginning, second sentence, and then he made sure to end it with your impact on the New England Patriots for twenty years. Yo. Like even though you want to erase us from your history, twenty years you were here for twenty years. Never forget. <laughs> so, Man. I'm gonna shout to Belichick right now for that for that great Word. statement right there. Um, you know, saying what needed to be said, and thank yeah. you, Tom Brady, for the six rings. For the six rings. So I don't know where this puts Brady for me on the Boston Legends list. I think he drops considerably. I think he number drops below Belichick. One. You said number one? Legends, though. We're, are we, so we're not talking just professional athletes. You're just saying legends in general. Legends in the sports, you know. Like Tommy Hines in, is a legend. Yeah, Maybe for me saying. from commentating okay. from Boston games, you know. Well, this is a, that's a great question. But like Brady and Legends, I feel like this drops him in my eyes as a Boston fan. Like, nah, I don't like how he carried that shit. He would have to say something real good in the Hall of Fame speech to make me be like, all right, cool. How are y'all gonna feel if it if he comes out and like had like something planned? Like not something, plan, bro. Anything he does now is reactionary to the board. I don't think yeah. I I agree. I completely agree. <laughs> like, no. Let me you mean let me get signing that. a one day contract that people kept trying to float? Like, no. Fuck That's that. BS. That's yeah. not happening. And even if it does happen, I see right through that. No. Yep. That's Bird. Not gold, bro. It just, Bird. I don't know. Listen, he's the GOAT. To me, uh, is, he, is he the greatest Boston athlete of all time? Yeah. I yeah, don't think this is a problem. I mean, is I'm he not ready go- to admit that shit. You don't have to admit it, but you it's got true. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm uh, talking off the top of my head. Nope. Pierce. Pierce? No, to me. But nah, I don't know. I mean, if you're going by that, then you have to go like Russell to me. If you're Russell. Yeah, that's the only thing you could do is say Russell. If you're going to say anybody, it has to be Russell. Yep. Yo, Jay, do you remember Dana Barrows? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His family yeah. lived down the street from us. On the block. Right? Yeah. yeah. Hockey player, right? No, nah, nah, he played for the Celtics. Celtics. Point no, he played for the Celtics. Yeah. Point yeah. guard. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. 
I put him in the like the category somewhere in there in the top hundred. <laughs> He's in there. But um, Brady, I like how he did that shit. So that was the the other big news in the NFL. <laughs> Is the league gonna be different without him? I don't think so. I think nah. we've kind of see the new wave coming in. Joe Burrow is kind of taking, might have taken his place already. Like that next mm-hmm. face, that next name, that next NFL quarterback that's going to be in the spotlight. So, yep. you know, he he was, you know, he was who he was for like 20 I take, years. I take Burrow over Mahomes. Ooh, I hot take. What's the hot take button? That's hot. Yeah, that's, that's hot. hot take. I see why you would though. That's how he, I like how he plays, but better man, like less reckless, you know. More controlled. Yeah. But that, that's he the thing I was going to say about Mahomes, though. One thing I would give him that's impressive, as reckless as he plays, he only threw, like, 13 picks this year. So I'm like, that's, that's not That's bad. the thing. Right, that's and I thought that was high. Been, I think 13 picks He's was been high doing high. that since yeah. Texas Tech. But to your point, Paul, like, like Joe Burrow has field vision in a way that I have that you don't see very often. And he showed that at LSU from his junior season. So... And I think that's what got him loose, though. He thinks that field vision can carry him to just do all types of miraculous shit in the pocket. And the Bengals... Well, no, I'm saying Burrow has has the field vision. I think think for, you know, for for Mahomes, like I was saying, like, he, he... I'm not surprised that he hasn't thrown that many picks, like, because, like I said, like, you know, he's so... His arm strength and his ability to... Yeah. yeah, like his, his ability to to throw balls in extremely tight windows off of extremely like like unbalanced throwing positions is why he's able to complete so many balls and and avoid picks. But do you think that gets him into trouble? Yes, because I think it did. Absolutely, this time around. absolutely it does. A lesser talented Mahomes throws a ton of picks. A lesser talented Mahomes would not. Be in the playoffs. Nope. Mm. Yeah. True. He's a so, special dude. So we'll see. Speaking of special, today was what National Signing Day, Chris. So yes. All the yes. special talent coming in to the collegiate, yep. you know, yes. realm. They're, they're making their intentions intentions known. One of my one of my favorite days of the year, and now I mean. In the N- in the NCAA, there's now two two signing periods. There's one in December, the early signing period, but the traditional one is always the first Wednesday in February, um, which is traditionally known as National Signing Day, where most um, prospects this is it's usually traditionally it was the first day in which they could sign with football teams, not the last, but the first. Um, okay, but so it's still a big deal. Um, you know, not as big because there's an early signing period now, um, but it's still a big deal. And there were there were a lot of there are a lot of prominent commitments today. Um, Texas A&M had came away with the number one class, the highest rated um, really? recruiting class I think in college football history. Um, okay, actually, funnily enough, who's their coach? Um, Jimbo Fisher used to coach at. He was a yeah, former yeah, head that coach at Everett. Coach okay. Jameis Winston to a national championship. Yep. Former coordinator, I think, at LSU and I think also at Texas. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he's been recruiting. I mean, he's he's pulled in top top recruiting classes for the past few years. The A&M is going to be playing in the playoffs at some point soon. Okay. Um, so they had they had a great day. Um, 
there were there were some surprises today too. Um, the Miami Hurricanes had a surprisingly good day. Okay. Um, they don't they don't even have a full staff yet. Um, and yet they were able to pull out, I think, the number 14 class in the country, which wow. really? given the amount of time that, yeah, given That's the amount big. of time that Cristobal had, he, I mean, Cristobal's been there for less than two months. Um, so, you know, that's pretty impressive. Um, Stanford came out with a good class this year. Texas did too. Um, Texas quietly has the number five recruiting class in the country. And Who's number one again? Number one is A&M. Okay, that's what I, um, I think Bama's two. I think Georgia's three. Um, Where's Dion and uh, Jackson State? Uh, they are. <laughs> they <laughs> Damn, are ranked it, for the FCS. I think they're ranked 119. Um, I think there's only one school. I think Georgia State has a has is has the higher recruiting class than them. They're the only ones, so they have the second highest okay. um, recruiting class huh. in. And among HBCUs, um, all right, they pulled in, they pulled in, you know, Travis Hunter, the yep. the best. He was the number one overall prospect in the country. Yep. Um, and they and Dion did say that they may have a couple of big prospects coming in in the next couple of weeks. So, okay, um, it could be it could be a good a good uh, recruiting season for them too. Already How's has a number one. How did that happen? <laughs> it's a great question. Um, and the only way that I can answer that is name, image, likeness. <laughs> they they drop in the bag. You know, there's oil money in Texas. So. Yeah, Texas can't um, do it, but A and M can. I just don't well, Texas is number five. It's not bad, but Jimbo Fisher's a hell of a recruiter. He always has been. Um, he was at FSU, um, and you know, and he was when he was at LSU. So it's not a huge surprise. Um, you know, it, it, I I think that they're probably a year away. Because I think Georgia and Bama this year are going to be absolute juggernauts. Yeah, um, same, same national championship next year? I think so. But Alabama so. winning, though. I think Alabama's going to win it. I do. Uh, we'll see, though. Um, okay. Penn State also had a good class. Um, okay. And I don't know if anybody else heard, but uh, there's been a lot of drama with the University of Oklahoma because what? of Lincoln Riley leaving. Oh, um, okay. And their starting quarterback decided to leave officially today and follow Lincoln Riley to USC. So Didn't all of them follow like, wow. in the running back and some receivers. Oh uh, yeah. Like- <laughs> yes. Yeah. He basically he basically raided that team. Everybody rolling with him. Yeah. It yep. was really disrespectful. Like I can't believe they did that. <laughs> I personally agree. But nothing more disrespectful happened today than Jim Harbaugh um interviewing for a Vikings head coaching position on the day that college football prospects are deciding whether or not they want to go to Michigan. And then turning them down and saying, now I'm going to return yes. to Michigan. Yes. What? I've, I've, never, it's, I've never seen anything like it. And, you know, I mean, that's some Urban Meyer type I'm, But level it seems like it affects his own class though, because if you They're know number you're going to stay, then number nine. And number nine. <laughs> I don't know how he did it. Wow. <laughs> You know, okay. um, so you can't I, be mad at that. Yeah, I, 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 um, I don't know. I don't know how he was able to manage that. I don't, but I think it was incredibly messed up. Yeah. So I thought for but, sure yeah. he was taking the Minnesota job. So did I. So did I. I think a lot of folks did too. Yeah, I feel like that's a yeah. good job. Is it not a good job? Like, why has no one taking that job? 
The Viking I mean, job? Oh, Kevin O'Connell just got him. He oh, did? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Is yeah. it Kevin O'Connell? I remember Kevin O'Connell. Yes. Same Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's, that's okay. the same Kevin O'Connell that used same. to play for the Patriots. Yes. Yeah, I told y'all I don't Back hate y'all. I even know what's okay. going <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yeah. So he got yeah. the job. He did. He did. You know, there's there's a there's an open question now that has been asked a lot about National Sign Day when it comes to Jim Harbaugh in particular, and I'd be interested to hear what you guys think. Um, there, there's a thought now that coaching in college football is a lot harder than coaching in the NFL, um, and that's why Jim Harbaugh is doing this. People think because. Mm-hmm the level of pressure, the amount of pressure that college football coaches are now experiencing having to compete with NIL and the transfer portal, um, you know, and two two signing days, um, you know, is kind of wearing down coaches more than the NFL does. I where think you just... it depends on the market you go to in the NFL. Because if you're in the right market, that pressure is way more than anything That's in college. Fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. You know, uh, what happened with like the if Jackson, you're going to Jacksonville, like if you're going to Jacksonville, okay, you know, not too much pressure. Or Urban could even go to the Giants or the Jets. <laughs> All is right. Urban couldn't handle it. So I don't know about that one, man. I think college is <laughs> maybe Cleveland, though, right? Like you know. If if you go into Cleveland, is that really that big of a deal? Yeah, they're crazy. They're fans. What are the expectations for that squad? You know, I mean, their fans are crazy, but they also get amped when they go eight and eight. So, or... um, but <laughs> right. they're trying to get rid of their quarterback, and he's the best. I mean, he's he's not that great, but he's the best quarterback they had in forever. I mean, Do they go and get another quarterback? Because I mean, Mayfield, yeah. I don't know if he's the future. He's yeah, decent. I, mean, I don't know if, he, if he's going to get you over the top. He's no Joe Burrow. No, you know, you he, he's like he's no Stafford. He's, he's Stafford compared to who they've had for years. Ago. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I'll just say. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I don't think they can, I don't think you can win with Baker. No. I don't think so. I mean, I think that's been all but proven, right? When you had Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, um, David Njoku, Nick Chubb, and, and for a minute, Kareem, Kareem Hunt. Hunt. Like, like yeah. yeah. Like, and then... Yeah, it's a lot. And then their defense wasn't that bad. They had Miles Garrett, um, Denzel Ward, right? Yep. Like, yeah, that's yep. that's a lot. That's a lot of pieces to not to to yeah, be like, fighting to get in a wild card spot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. that's true. Yeah. So, so, so now, but yes, it was a good day. I'm happy for all the kids that you know signed, even if they didn't sign with the Gators. We lost out on a lot of kids today too. But right, how's Miami? How'd they do? Uh, we lost wise. one to Miami. We lost Javante Citizen. He's a four-star running back um, mm. who is from Louisiana, uh, who chose uh, the Hurricanes over LSU and the Gators. Um, the Gators did not have a great closing day today. Um, we had three main targets. Um, Harold Perkins, who's a four-star out of Texas, um, who chose LSU. Um and Jacoby Matthews, who's a defensive back who some believe you'll be seeing on Sundays, um, who chose AM. Um, and those were guys that we had really kind of honed in on to try and close this class out. Um, and we failed in all three of them. All in all, we ended up number 19. Um, 
which you know our coach has been on the job for 59 days and and the and our recruiting class when he started was in the 50s so i'm not complaining um, okay so you like the the results so far i i like i like that he was able to put in the effort to even get in the position to get these guys next year is the year that is going to be the show me recruiting cycle okay next year we're going to want to see top 10. what yeah what he's able to do in terms of picking up the top athletes in the state and nationally that's what's going to decide whether or not he's a great recruiter yep we gonna see yep hey real quick paul yeah how are you feeling about the new coach i don't know if we talked about it on hmm. the pod Dabble, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I won't go into some of the jokes I made about it. <laughs> go into whatever, bro. Tell us how nah, you feel. Nah. I mean, you know, to be honest, I was more mad because I wanted Flores, right? So I was, I was more upset about it until he did the um, like the introductory press conference, and then I saw like he's, he's a likable guy, man. So I hope he does well, right? Like he's. He seemed like a likable person and he's smart too because he was taught he was yucking it up with all the um you know the press i mean that kind of scares me at a point too because like he's like oh saying hello to and, and uh being real personable all them like are you scared because it does, it's not gonna matter how nice you are right like if you start losing <laughs> yep. they ain't gonna give a yep. shit you know what i mean nope so, no doubt. i'm hopeful I'm, I'm i'm thinking i'm hoping he does well i think i think he can do a good job with um jones my only beef was like you were hoping he does well, right? You know for sure Flores would have done well. You know what I mean? Mm. That was yep. the hard thing about it, you know? And I think that's what it comes down to. I was really yeah. surprised Flores didn't really get a, a fair shot at it. And the fact that he's doing this lawsuit, man, it's I'm interested to see where it's going to go. Because yeah. we're definitely going to talk about this shit next week as well. Yeah. It's an ongoing thing. And yep. I hope it, you know, it's going to definitely peel back the curtain, you know? On certain things that we've all known, and I think that's what everybody's been saying. We already know it, yeah. but now that shit is out on Front Street. So <laughs> we are gonna see where that goes. I want to make sure everybody's following us on Instagram. Balling is a hobby podcast. Yo, can I say something real quick about Brady, though? Absolutely. So I would say this, right? It's funny to me. I feel like I, I'm, I'm more sad than um than you and Jared are that by him retiring, man. It's the funny thing about it. Like, I wanted to see how far he could take it. You know what I mean? I think the fact that he ain't shout us out. No, I, I get that. I, I get why. I get I do. Why. I'll say it again. I don't know if Brady's going to stay retired. I, already I don't said think that he before. is either. I, don't I just either. don't. I think this is for a right now thing. I don't know yeah. if he's going to feel this way after this next season. Where's he going to go, season. Jay? Like, Wherever he, the hell he wants to go because he's Tom Brady. He just <laughs> threw 43 touchdowns at the age of 44. What team isn't going to try to pick up Tom Brady if he's like, oh, I'm going to come out of retirement? He's going to try, right? Right. I don't th- I don't see it, yo. But and I hate I don't think he's coming back. It just, it just funny to me because like I used to hate like in high school, I hated Brady, man. Like it was the funniest thing. Just how I, so I, you I, beat him. So you, you can you no, once you beat him. Like, I, mean, I mean, yeah. I guess since I was roommates for you, that's why I started liking him, I guess. But like, oh I didn't when we played you guys, I, I still liked him at that point. I mean, I don't know. It was I just from the time that he beat the Rams and all that, I, was, I couldn't stand him that time. It was funny. I remember I want to say this. Yeah. You know, um, you, you if you watch a lot of a lot of the podcasts, you know that are hosted by athletes. It's so funny. You know, I always think, you know, we got locals on on our podcast. You know, that grew up and watched him, 
it's funny to hear professional athletes have the same conversations that we do about this man oh right. like week in and week in and week out um you know and to me it just is a testament to how dominant he's been in the conscience of people who truly love the sport and that's why i'll always be grateful I couldn't no. stand him. Do you remember like when I when that first chip when they all playing the Rams, right? That like ESPN ran this thing, like it was like kind of like a jokey thing, like, oh, is he related to um the Brady Bunch type thing? Y'all remember that? Like <laughs> Yep. Yeah. I remember that. I like I thought it was halfway real. I could not stand that man, bro. Funniest thing, bro. <laughs> I mean, I came around on him now. I hadn't like well, he seemed like a dude. Like I just always rooted for him, you know. It wasn't my team. So. Since we're talking about Brady real quick before we yeah. go. Where do we put him all-time history athletes? I'm thinking Michael Jordan. I'm thinking Jim Brown. Like, that's the category I'm putting Brady in. Like, all-time. Larry Bird. Will Chamberlain. So what do y'all think? Is he higher than a lot of those NBA cats? Depends what you're talking about. Because Jordan Jordan's the better athlete, obviously. Just in general. Yeah, I think this is because so yeah, I look at athlete things, like yeah ability like physical yeah. ability and if you're comparing Tom Brady to Michael Jordan I'm gonna tell you Michael Jordan's a better athlete but if you're talking about career and players yeah. and like just with the greater player in individual sports I'm gonna actually take Tom Brady over Michael yeah. longer okay Brady and football ranks. over Jordan and also basketball. I think it's incredibly hard to win in football as compared to an NBA championship where you can get together a couple people and really make a push for a championship. Yep. Football, it's just set up for you not to be able to do what Brady's done. And like, he won it with people that weren't all-stars, Jay. Yeah. Like, I know he neglected to mention the Pats, but I remember those chips with Lloyd Malloy and David Patton and Troy Brown as the cornerback and the yep. wide receiver like and the punt yep. returner. Like, I remember Teddy Booski right. and Richard Seymour and, and that whole squad. So, you know... I feel yep. very slighted still, I'm not gonna lie. It's always yeah, gonna come back to that. I can hear it in your voice, son. He's, he's quivering a little <laughs> bit. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. I'll let Brady get to you, man. I don't, I don't like it. Oh my Y'all God. need to forgive that man, boy. Come on. <laughs> Amen, Paul. I don't like that yeah, shit. Man, Yo, make sure y'all hit us up. Ballin' is a hobby podcast. We out here, Instagram, social media. Come fuck with us. We'll be back next week. Hey, this was good, fellas. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Well, great, man. Let's get back at it. All right. Yep. Peace.